It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. On SENZ, it is Mornings with Ian Smith, Ricardo Ball filling in for Smithy this week. And, uh, of course, we are going to be talking uh, NBA finals shortly with Benyam Kidane from uh, NBA Australia. He's a senior editor there. Uh, we had big games yesterday. And, uh, man, what whitewashes, uh, particularly in the second game. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, I don't think I've ever seen a number one seed get wiped quite like that. Benyam joins us now. Benyam, what was your reaction yesterday? Watching the Suns not turn up at all. Yeah, the uh, the first half was was definitely interesting. Luka Doncic having as many points as the entire Phoenix Suns team was was not something I had on my Game Seven bingo card. But credit to the uh, the Dallas Mavericks for coming in there on the road and uh, and getting the job done in that uh, emphatic style. They, they they did. I mean, I'm not sure what. Uh, it was that uh, uh, that that turned it. I mean, I, we all know Luka Doncic is a great player, but I mean, the Suns were the number one team in the West. I think uh, they are the team with the third best record not to make their conference finals playoffs in the history of the NBA. Can you track what went wrong? Well, I think you have to give the Dallas Mavericks defense credit. You know, they they were one of the best defensive teams uh, all season. Made huge improvements on that side of the floor and. It, you know, it's easy to kind of get caught up in, in what Luca and the offense is doing, but Jason Kidd put together a scheme. They were trapping the guards, uh, you know, before they even kind of got to the, the three-point line, contesting every shot, and, you know, they, they, they didn't have the same size advantage as, as the Suns, but they, they, they were able to run them off the floor. So I think just defensively, the Suns' uh, offense just didn't have an answer because Dallas, Dallas was everywhere. They were suffocating. They were, uh, and, they, and they certainly, uh, you know, um, really restricted what the Suns were able to do. Casey Frank, uh, former uh, Tall Black and Breakers player, had uh, had some interesting thoughts. I, I can get your take on this um, about Kendall Jenner uh, breaking up with Devin Booker. <laughs> he, he seems to think that uh, it was that she obviously had some money on, on Doncic to get through to the finals. Uh, I don't know what your take is on that. Yeah, I'm not too sure of the logistics of the, uh, the Kardashian curses, but uh, uh, who knows? I mean, I mean Chris Paul um, you know, he, he pulled up with potentially a quad injury. I don't know what the extent of that was throughout this series, but he definitely didn't look like himself either. And in a game where Chris Paul isn't firing on all cylinders, you need Devin Booker uh, getting buckets. That's that's his job on this team. But again, he, he really struggled uh, getting his shot off. So whether it was the Kardashians or, or an injury, whatever it was, it, it all it all went wrong for the Suns. Yeah, it did. Uh, what was it, 32% shooting between uh, Booker and Paul, I think, which is uh, atrocious. Uh, he did go on to say if the NBA Players Association really had player welfare at heart, they would put something in the bargaining agreement about not dating Kardashians. Uh, but <laughs> I'll, I'll let you read that thread uh, later on. Um, so, I mean, we got the Mavs going up against the Warriors, is it is it wrong of me to think? Well, this is the Warriors all day, and they'll probably do it like four one. 
I mean, on paper, it makes sense uh, because the Golden State Warriors have been terrific uh, in this postseason. But I, I'm not ready to sleep on the Dallas Mavericks just yet. They they won the season series against the Warriors 3-1. Um, and look, the big job for them is how do they stop Luka Doncic? And I don't know if the Warriors necessarily have a clear-cut answer for that. The best player they probably had uh, defensively on the perimeter is, uh, is Gary Payton uh, II, and, and he, he obviously uh, is out for the remainder of the season. So now it's going to be who's the guy. Clay Thompson hasn't really been the same defensively this postseason. Is Andrew Wiggins going to come in and, and maybe try and do a job? Is it Jonathan Kaminga? It, it's going to have to be a team effort. Uh, from the Warriors, and and you know it's not just the how do we stop Luca because when you do kind of put all that pressure on him, the Mavs have guys that can knock down shots if you if you're going to send doubles his way. So I'm um, I, I think the Mavs you know they'll be quietly confident. I mean, if you're a betting man, would you be looking for options on Draymond Green to to foul out in Game One? <laughs> well, I think that's that's the the thing that works in their favour. The the Mavs aren't necessarily a huge team, um, you know. In terms of their front court, we, we don't really see guys like Burbank get too much time on the floor. They do run smaller lineups, which definitely does suit the Warriors um, in terms of matching their style. But I think this is going to be a, a pretty interesting chess match because, you know, while Steve Coach is, is a terrific coach and, you know, he's won titles, Jason Kidd has really proven himself this season, uh, you know, as, as an X's and O's guy, especially uh, on the defensive side of the floor. So as much as they have to worry about uh, containing Luka, It'll be interesting to see what he has in store for uh, for the likes of Steph Curry and, uh, and Jordan Poole on the other end. Yeah, it's going to be a great series to watch that. I tell you, looking forward to uh, the Celtics versus the Heat as well. Um, that is the Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, I'm, I, hands up, I'm a, I'm a Celtics fan. I, I had them to beat the Bucks in Game 7, but I didn't see them beating the Bucks the way they beat the Bucks because, you know, sort of by about halfway through the third quarter, that game was done. Yeah, I mean, for all the talk of, of Game 7s, we've got two, uh, two pretty unremarkable um, you know, thrillers that, we, <laughs> that we'd kind of hoped for. They were two pretty uh, easy blowouts. But um, again, credit to the Celtics. You know, they, they, they went down in this series and, and came back and won two big games, uh, closed it out on their home floor. And, and now they come up against the Heat you know, for the second time in three seasons in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, you know, they say Styles makes fights. This is going to be a bloodbath. These are two very defensive, hard-nosed teams um, I, I don't think we're going to get a lot of you know, over 100 points each game from, uh, from these two teams. This is going to be some nice old-school playoff basketball. Yeah, I, I mean, this feels like this is going to go to a Game 7 as well. Is that, is that how you think it's going to go? I do. I, th- I think this one's going to be a very back-and-forth series. I think both teams are more than capable of winning uh, on the road. But then when you do come down to that, uh, that seventh game in Miami, that, that's kind of what maybe swings the series uh, in the Heat's favour for me. Uh, but the Celtics have, you know, they've proven throughout this postseason that they're more than capable of uh, of going into anyone's building and uh, and getting a win. Yeah, I mean, and this Heat team, as good as it is, it's not the Heat team of you know a few years ago with 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 the likes of Wade and LeBron. It's it's a beatable Heat team. Yeah, and especially with with guys like Kyle Lowry, he's struggling with injury. I know he's out for uh, for game one, uh, and they have been a little bit up and down. Inconsistency has kind of plagued them uh, all season and. You know, when you look down the roster, beyond Jimmy Butler, you don't really know who's going to be the next guy to step up. Uh, and that can be a good thing, too, because Tyler Hero, it can be Bam Adebayo. We've even seen Gabe Vincent come in and have big games, uh, Max Strews. So they, they do have a lot of different options 
uh, that they can throw at the uh, at the Boston Celtics. But yeah, in terms of momentum and and how they're rolling, the uh, the Celtics definitely look uh, look like they're they're coming into this series with a lot of confidence. I think uh, Jason Tatum's playing some fantastic basketball at the moment as well. Uh, I don't know if you if you how closely you watched uh, the game yesterday, but when he got, I think it was his fourth foul, he was driving to the basket, had his hands down low, went to lift the hands to get above the rim and caught the jaw of of one of the Bucks players and got called a foul for that. I I, I was shaking my head uh, that, <laughs> as they say over here, game's gone soft. What was that about? Yeah, you know how it is. Sometimes you you know you you, you get those calls, but it, the, the the thing with that is it's it's good to see Jason Tatum attacking the rim. That's that's when he's at his best. Um, so even despite you know not necessarily getting those calls, you, you want him in attack mode. But uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely been some some ticky-tacky fouls in this, uh, in this postseason. All right, so let's have a look at those two matchups then. We've got the Warriors against the Mavs. Who do you like getting through to the NBA Finals and the West? Well, my heart says uh, Dallas, but my head says uh, has Golden State. I think the Golden State Warriors, they've, they've been in too many of these situations before. I think, uh, I think experience will prevail for them. And what about on the other side in the East? Uh, Celtics Heat, which way are you going? I'm going to have to break your heart and go against your Celtics. I, I, I think home court advantage could play a big role in this, so I'm, uh, I'm going to go with the Heat in, uh, in seven games. Yeah, all right. Well, that's, uh, so it's going to be a, uh, a Heat Warriors uh, final series. Uh, who comes out on top then? Ooh, I, I, I'll probably have to go with the Warriors. It, mm. it, it, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. And to be honest, it could be any four of these teams. This is the most even competition I've seen in, uh, in, in many years. But... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the Warriors just because they've been there before. Um, but it's yeah, it's a tough one. Who, who do you have winning it all? Oh, well, I mean, you know, if I if I leave my eye patch on, it's the Celtics. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a Celtics Warriors, um, you know, final series. But you know, you look at that Warriors team, man, and it is so stacked. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the at the MVP uh, possibilities here for if the outright winner of the MVP, and you know, Steph Curry. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I mean, they've got so much. It could be any of those guys. It's hard to, hard to look past them, isn't it? Yeah, at this stage in the in the competition, it's it's experience really does matter. And like I said before, the Warriors have been in so many elimination situations. We saw them close out uh, their second round series with Game Six. Clay, like they've just they've just done this too many times, uh, and they know they know exactly what they're doing. They know who they are. Um, so that, that that matters for me uh, at this point in the in the, in the playoffs. But uh, like we've seen all season, anything uh, anything can happen. I'm I'm not ready to to write the Celtics off uh, at all. They've been uh, they've been terrific this season as well. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun uh, next couple of weeks of playoff basketball. I'm excited. It's uh, Ben um, Kidane with us, uh, NBA Australia senior editor, uh, talking uh, of course the NBA playoffs. Looking back now at the Suns, what they did, they, they finished first in the West and then capitulated like they did. What, what changes do you see happening in that organisation between now and the start of next season? I mean, any of coach, you know, is, is, is the coach in danger of maybe losing his gig here? Uh, I, I wouldn't think so. He just won Coach of the Year, so it would be pretty, uh, pretty stiff to, to give that uh, blame to Monty Williams. I think the interesting part for the Suns is what they do with DeAndre Ayton. We saw him only play 17 minutes. Um, you know, in that game seven, he's a he's a restricted free agent uh, this summer, so he can uh, you know either get an offer from another team and potentially leave, or the Suns uh, can match whatever offer he receives. So that's going to be the big one for him is how much the Suns are willing to pay to kind of keep this group intact because their title window really was 
season and this season, um, and if the front office is, is willing to kind of pony up the cash and, and keep the group together, uh, that'll kind of tell the story. Chris Paul's under contract for a few more seasons. Devin Booker's obviously there uh, long-term, but it's it's what they do with Aiden that I think will, will really kind of define uh, what this Phoenix Suns team is for the next few years. And over on the East, of course, we like to keep an eye on the Brooklyn Nets because of the New Zealand connection there. Um, they've got an ageing squad, but they've got a lot of potential. And then they've signed um, a Ben Simmons. I'm, I'm still not sure what Ben Simmons is for, to be honest. Um, what do you think they they need to do next season, the Nets, and how busy do you think they'll be uh, in, in terms of trades coming into the next season? I think they just need to get everyone healthy and on the court. That's, that's kind of been the curse for the Nets uh, over the past couple of seasons is we haven't really seen them uh, at full flight, even when James Harden was there, you know, he was in and out with injuries. Kyrie, obviously, uh, missing a lot of games this season, and, and Ben Simmons has, has yet to play a game. So, if they can actually get these guys healthy, get them on the court, have a have a good summer, uh, a good training camp, and, and actually figure out who they are as a team, I think the pieces they actually have there, uh, they're going to get Joe Harris back as well. Um, they, they do have a solid roster, uh, but we've just not actually seen the roster in, uh, in full flight just yet. No, it's, it's going to be interesting if they can get them all fit. And if Ben Simmons decides he actually wants to play basketball for a season, that'd be a nice change, wouldn't it? Well, hopefully it'll be good to see Simmons back out on the floor because he addresses a lot of the issues the Brooklyn Nets have, which is defence uh, and shot creation. They're an isolation-heavy team. Uh, they don't move the ball that well just because they have Kyrie and KD. You don't really need to. So I think Simmons coming back in could be a huge boost for them, especially just defensively and uh, giving them some size. We saw how much they struggled uh, in that first round against the other uh, Celtics. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to come there and save the Nets, but he's definitely going to help. Where's his stock at, Ben Simmons, with the Australian public? Because I would imagine the way he um, behaved uh, towards the end at the 76ers hasn't gone down particularly well, and then he seemed to pick and choose when or when he wasn't going to play for the Nets after the trade as well. Yeah, look, it's probably an all-time low just because you know it's been over... You know, we're heading into a year since since he's actually stepped onto the court, game six of that uh, that Hawks series last season, and then obviously missing the Olympics and and that kind of thing. So it's a it's a tough one for him, um, you know, because he does have a lot of supporters here, and and you know, he's still a, a terrific player. This is a three time All Star, a defensive player of the year runner up. So I think it's just a matter of him getting back out on the court because people just haven't seen him. They want to see him out there, which is why I think people are frustrated. But if he can get himself healthy, get himself right. Uh, after that back surgery and uh, and also mentally as well, uh, and get back into the game. I think you know the title turned pretty quickly because uh, you know Ben Simmons is, uh, is still that guy. Yeah, well, hopefully we get to see him uh, do what he's best at and uh, and and get to see that uh, at the start of next season and help the Nets uh, through that season too. Hey Ben, um, thanks very much for coming on, man. It's uh, always good to talk ball with you. Go well and enjoy the rest of the playoffs. Eh? I appreciate you having me on. Likewise. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.